Welcome to episode eight. Eight. Episode eight, eight of Investors Playbook. As you can see, we are in person. All right. By in person, I mean we both, you know, here for uh, Savannah State's homecoming. In the flesh. In, in the, the flesh. flesh. We got River Street behind us. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we definitely uh, wanted to make sure that this episode was still happening live from Savannah. All right. On vacation. Yes. The work never stops. <laughs> the work never stops. All right. Um, Deshaun Edwards, Cornell Rowan, and today we're talking about networking. All right. As you all know, um, when we were in Atlanta before we came to Savannah, we did attend a networking event, Taste Urban. Y'all seeing us on Instagram posting about it. It was a great opportunity uh, to meet people, to promote Investors Playbook. And yeah, today that's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to be talking about. So, yeah, so I feel like, I really feel like that was a great opportunity for us not only for the networking aspect but also for the experience aspect like that was our first time doing anything like that so we were able to um get all of our our things personalized you know for future events and also we were able to see what worked and didn't work so we can implement more of the things that did work and of course do less of the things that did not work right so that was um that was I felt like that was a success. Great, as far as a great learning opportunity in all fronts, right? Um, because, like you said, that was our first time being vendors. We've been to networking events before. We've talked to people about Investors Playbook. This was our first booth, and I think it went well. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a great opportunity to meet people. Um, it was it was just great all around, and it was tons of other black businesses that, you know, they came, they told us about their business, and it was it was just a good. Uh, beneficial in every way kind of event so so let me ask you uh Deshaun what was what was your favorite part about the event mm, that is tough it was a lot of good things at the event but I think my favorite part and it's going I guess my favorite part was when people would walk up to the booth just chatting with them honestly yeah like genuinely interested in investors playbook um the work that we're doing and then also just you know seeing how they can either partner with us or how they can get their kids to learn from us. That was a really, I was every time someone said, I need to get my son to talk to you. I'm like, yeah, this is, this is why we do this. You know, this is the work. This is what we're here for. <laughs> this is what we're here for. To start changing the minds of people, having them see things differently. And every time someone said, yeah, I need to get my money right. Or I need to work with you all. Or I need to invite uh, my son or uh, get my son to meet you all. I felt, it felt good, bro. It felt good. So, and I'm also a people person. I love to chat, um, and I love talking about Investors Playbook with people because I think that what we're doing is actually truly beneficial. So it, that was my favorite part, man, just talking to people about the business and them being excited to hear more. You know, that was a good feeling. What about you? So before I get into that, I just want to talk about one of the things that I really respect about you, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, even, even when you're meeting a complete stranger, you take a genuine interest in what they're doing. Oh, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you make them feel comfortable talking to you. And you know this, you're able to leverage that network. You're adding them to your network. Yeah. Like no matter who you meet, even if we're not at a networking event. Mm -hmm. Like just the other day when we were in an Uber, you know you're asking this woman, 
who we don't know who oh, doesn't know man. us you're asking her about her whole life she's telling you her life goals yeah, that based off of that it just happened yeah. and even at the tailgate mm -hmm. where you where we found the stockbroker yes oh you see what i'm saying yeah, so <laughs> normal people are not like it's, it, it's just kind of like a, a surface level meeting like hey mm -hmm. what's up yeah you're doing good cool but you you're digging in you're like man how are you doing like right. what so what what, what is life up to you right. see what i'm saying like you're, yeah. you're building that genuine relationship with the person regardless yeah. of of how well you know them right right i appreciate that bro because a lot of times people do keep a lot of things in you know what i mean they never have someone to i i'm not gonna say dump mm -hmm. but they don't have that outlet or even just that person to bounce ideas off of so yeah. i do love hearing about people's ideas I'm I'm more, I'm a big dreamer, right? Yeah. Like I like to hear about what other people have going on, and hopefully can support in some way. And yeah. if, even if it's just some advice, right? Right. Yeah. Maybe I can't give them something, but I can talk to them about it, or you know. And, and you're right. I wouldn't use the word dump because it's not like she's telling you negative. She's right. telling you about her passions. You yes, see what I'm saying? Yes, so yes, that, exactly. that that that's dope, man. Yeah. Just appreciate that, that, that whole interaction. And now she's a potential partner with us. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the the stockbroker. The stockbroker. Yes, yes. That, I think that that'll be an exciting episode for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far as my favorite part of taste serving, I know I kind of no no no. Right. But also, it, it, that was another thing that you uh that you you wanted to do man the interviews mm -hmm. i think that was cool. yeah that I, was good that was i good. feel like that was dope um just seeing everybody's take on i know we asked different questions but just seeing their take and just getting different ideas into our content it's like okay yeah we're telling you all um what we feel um in certain categories but now we're able to bring other people into this and they're telling you how they feel like i had the pleasure of um of doing an interview with the, the CEO and founder of Taste Urban, which was Corey. And just just him telling people, hey, keep your, your expenses low because that's a that's a huge problem in our community. Absolutely. As Absolutely. people get paid more, their lifestyle goes up. Right, right. And that's where they end up stuck in this cycle of I'm making more money, spending more money. You don't really progress that way. You know what I mean? So right. he did give some good advice. And I do think the interviews, great idea and people really Amazing did give idea. some good information right yeah. so nah the interviews were definitely a good one man i almost forgot about them yeah, yeah. We, we hit we did like five interviews so. we did, we did five <laughs> interviews yeah, it was we good five interviews and of course we would have done more if we if we weren't also uh occupied with running the vendor right so right, right, right. but i do i would i would really like to to do more of those in the future for, for sure, sure. Oh, and yeah. I, I felt like it was an amazing idea for yeah. for a multitude of ways mm -hmm. we're gonna make that happen for yeah sure. so um i know based off of this this event you know uh the key thing like as the said was networking so mm -hmm. i do want to kind of like dig in to uh what networking is and why it's important yeah so um Networking, of course, it involves building relationships, which Desan, you know, he, he's he's very adept at. He's very good at um, build, building relationships. That's really the biggest thing. And it's really how you leverage those relationships, which makes uh, networking so important. So aside from building, having these surface level interactions with people, it's important to dig deep, see what people's passions are, to see, you know, how y'all can mutually benefit each other of course you're not just going saying hey how can you support me how can you support me because who is going to want to to deal with someone who just has their hands out right right yeah and it, you it, 
I don't know, you kind of, what you just said makes the most sense, right? You got to make sure that it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Um, no one wants someone to be in the network to just suck them dry, right? right? And it might not be on the same level, right? What I'm getting from this person and they're getting from me, it could be in two different brackets, but there's still a genuine, I can, I'm giving you what I can give you. It's mutually beneficial. I think that is one of the most important things when it comes to networking is making sure that the partnership or the relationship is beneficial on both sides. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that comes with just um, knowing what you can offer somebody, right? And being actually genuine in the relationship and not going in expecting this person to just be uh, kind of your sponsor. Right. Yeah, yeah like, that's, that's <laughs> a great way to put that. Nah, <laughs> for real. Like, that's not how, uh, and I, like, yeah, you don't network that way. You don't go just with your hands out saying, can you help me? Can you help me? Can you help me? Um, yeah, just come genuinely seeking guidance, help, but then also know that you have something that you can offer too. So have that conversation in the beginning, right? So I think that making sure that it's mutually beneficial um, is huge when it comes to networking for sure. And and also within the networking uh, networking scene, you know, it took me a while to, to realize this, but everybody you meet is not going to be for you. Oh yeah, that's who. You know, some, sometimes you have those people that are just trying to trying to flex, uh, trying to seem more important than what they are. But you know, some people there are genuine are genuinely there to to build a connection with people and yeah to, to network the right way there was this um there was this post that i saw on ig they were talking about day ones and day twos oh i did see yeah, that so I, yeah that concept was so dope <laughs> to me and it made uh networking even more powerful yeah. for me uh so they say your day ones those were just people that you met from circumstance like you, yep. you're you can't really control that you can't Childhood control friends. that right yeah so um y'all your relationship is built on survival at that point y'all are just y'all are just growing up together y'all are having mm -hmm. y'all are building memories you know which which is good it's good to have your day ones but your day twos you're able to be more intentional yeah. with who you're bringing into your life right that's the word it's like hey i have this passion mm -hmm. so i'm looking for other people who share the same values as me right so that we can grow together exactly day twos are so important man they are the ones that are going to push you right to pursue your dreams and again have that mutually beneficial relationship with them like and, and you can choose who your day twos are like cornell said that's the best way to put it you are more intentional with choosing who the people are going to be in your life that you're going to continue to grow with after you get out of those circumstances that you can't really control like being in school staying with your parents like that's just life we don't that's just that's what it's going to be what that is but then when you start to grow it up get older living on your own that's when you choose who is going to be in your life who your core friends are going to be the day twos are important man very important day twos are important yeah. so with that course you have to put yourself in the right environments to find these day twos right mm -hmm. because it's going to be hard to find someone with positive with i'm not saying that in the club you're not going to find anybody with positive <laughs> um with positive values i'm just saying that it's easier to do it in places where people are engaging in positive behavior right right yeah productive behavior <laughs> exactly uh, there's not too many people participating in produ productive uh behavior in a club so so say uh like taste Irving. Mm -hmm. taste Irving was a was a place where everyone in there is either trying to support black owned businesses or grow their black owned business yes 
So in a place like that, you're finding people with similar values mm-hmm. to you. Right. 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 Yeah. And also what I've been doing is I've been I'll just get on Eventbrite or meet up and I'll put in networking. I will go to network events, different ones. You know, they're not all built the same. Some are some are great. Some are a little lack. Um, but I've been positioning myself in these network networking environments to meet more people. Of course, I might I might meet one or two great people for me because everybody's great. Mm-hmm. Of course, just in different ways. Right, right, uh, right. People that match me and my values. I might find one or two every three every three events. Of course, at every event, you're not going to pull somebody from it, but you can still get your business out there, right. regardless of of who it is. Mm-hmm. Everyone's a potential customer if you have a if if you have a small business, right? Right. Potential customer, potential partner, like any of those right. things too. So yeah, I think one of the things that, and this is just from me um, attending things like Nesby conferences back in the day. One thing that I am learning to get better at is the follow-up. That is always so hard for me. I don't know how many business cards I have that I just never called the person. Um, that it's just difficult to like. You're in the moment. It's like amazing meeting them. The energy is so, you know, positive. Especially like at Taste Urban, when we're meeting all these people, um, and they're telling us about all the great things that they have going on. We get their cards. You know, we talk about. We just have to make sure that we do the follow-up after. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. That, And that takes practice. It does. It takes practice. A system. It takes, yeah, exactly. Um, you have to be intentional with it, too. Um, and, of course, that goes on both sides. If you reach out and they aren't as responsive, I mean, cool. But I think that following up is, that's, that's how you put a bow around the networking, right? Because you can meet each other, have a great conversation, exchange business cards, talk about partnering together being customers but if you don't hit that person up after the event is over yeah it just you know the relationship can just kind of go to the ether it doesn't you have to be in you got to water it you have to water it yeah (laughs) and you you can plant plenty of sleep plenty of seeds but if you don't water them it's just they'll just stay you know what i mean so yeah the follow-up i think is a huge part of networking and one of the best ways to do it is to create some kind of system, right. right? Have some way for that person to now just be latched on to your business and kind of have that conversation consistently going. And that will be our newsletter, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> Anytime we do meet someone, we get their email address and they're at least going to get that newsletter once, every, I mean, every time we send the newsletter out, right? So if anything, that's gonna happen. That conversation is gonna happen. So right now that is our system. Um, and as we grow, we'll learn different ways to right. kind of grow that system, have better ways to uh, keep in touch with people. But no, I think that the follow-up is important. Too. It, it will be more refined mm-hmm. as, as we uh, get better. Exactly. And man, another another thing, so I'm just going to uh, sidetrack for, for one thing. That another yeah. thing about networking, network etiquette. Man, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. let me. There was this one event that I went to, man, and this guy came up to me, uh, and he was, and he was like, "Oh, Investors Playbook, that's cool." And then it just instantly hit me. This man's breath. It smelled like he. <laughs> it smelled like this man went into the restroom, threw up, and then came out oh, and started talking to me. And I'm just so this whole time, like I'm, I'm like a little turned to the side. I'm like, God. Damn, and I'm talking about this is the this is the longest conversation. 
that I've had at a network event. I'm just like, this man will not stop talking. Excuse my language. I didn't but, know you were coming in this direction with it. <laughs> this man will not stop talking. I'm just not engaging. I'm like, mm-hmm, yes. <laughs> I'm just trying to go All you're at this thinking point. about is get away from me, man. That is, yeah. Just, bro, some people don't don't realize that that is important. You are literally going there to talk to people. Pop a mint, eat some gum, brush your teeth, something, man. My thing is, you, you can't taste that. <laughs> There's no way you can't taste that. <laughs> so yeah, I try, I try to have a mint in my mouth when I'm when I'm going out, especially like um, if I'm having a drink right. at the bar at yeah. the network event. You know, most yeah. network events they have they have. Um, drinks that yeah. you can partake in right, right, so right. especially with that you know no one wants to have beer <laughs> breath in their in their face so i might you know i'll, I'll pop a, a peppermint and just talk with the peppermint in my mouth right so man no nah, that's <laughs> that's crazy it's that's that's just etiquette period man that's just hype. like you know what i don't know don't walk around with funky breath bro. but especially when you're going to a place where you're you're going to be talking to people right for extended amounts of time so yeah for me i think one of the things that I um, like to do when I am talking to someone is eye contact. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I guess in your situation, the eye contact is just out the window. Out the window. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that eye contact is a way to show that you are genuinely interested in what they're saying. I think it's important to um, listen as well and actually take in what they're saying. I would have conversations with people and they are like immediately either answering my question as soon as I say it. And it's like, oh, okay, I don't think you really heard. Right. You're not really listening to what I'm saying because you are already ready to talk about whatever it is mm -hmm. you're talking about, which I mean, that's cool. Uh, but that can be disengaging for me, right? Mm -hmm. If I'm talking and they just are either railroading the conversation mm -hmm. or they are just so enveloped in yeah. themselves where it's like, well, I, I, I'm like, it's, it doesn't come off as genuine. Right. They're not trying to build a genuine relationship yeah. with you. They are talking to you for a pre-existing. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Yeah, they, <laughs> exactly. They already know where they want that to go. Yeah, it's yeah. calculated. Right, exactly. And I feel like with the with the conversation, a networking conversation, it has to build from the words that are being spoken. Right, like I say something, the person thinks about what I say, and then you know we have a conversation. But if it's already can it's like okay that's, that's this is yeah so yeah that's that's my uh disengagement right like if right. i see someone that just either is railroading the conversation or doesn't really know how to i'm like all right it's cool um and those are the shorter conversations so, right, right? <laughs> so yeah i think that i mean etiquette is so important like when it comes to networking so i actually have a question for you mm -hmm. um can you do you know one I guess one time or specific situation where networking has done something positive for you in your life? So many situations, but if I can think about one specific one, it, I mean, I'm just going to talk about Nesby. I think I have a lot of networks, right? I have Omega Sci-Fi. I have National Society of Black Engineers. I have Northrop employees. I have old teachers. Savannah State. Savannah State University. Yeah. It's a lot of different networks out there. Um, so I think with me and the people that I met, just for Nesby, for example, the, pe the people that I met in Nesby have opened up so many opportunities for me. Um, I mean, Northrop is one of them. 
I got my job at a Nesby conference, right? <laughs> and that came from one of my, see, and this is all like full circle. So one of my pro fights uh, pushed me to go to the conference, right? He can, I guess he inspired me to go. I almost didn't go. He inspired me to go to the conference. Who was, he's also an engineer. And because of his positive words and him kind of saying that like, this is an opportunity for you, that relationship that I had with him convinced him convincing me to go to the Nesby conference got me the job at Northrop which further built my network and now I mean I'm chair of Nesby and it started <laughs> you know what I mean that really that situation changed the whole trajectory of yes, your life it literally changed my life and I tell him that to this day like I appreciate you so much uh Twan Rudolph he is the reason why I have like and he knows that right I mean of course you got to do the things to make it happen but it's those little moments that you know you don't really think about how much of an impact they are right him just saying you should go to the conference that changed my entire trajectory right. i was teaching probably would i mean i don't know where i would have been who knows right. but the fact that i went leveraging my network got me to where i am now so i think yeah and i got plenty of stories with my yeah, network has been sure. positive to me what about you um like as you said uh networking has opened many doors um and the thing is you can really network anywhere it doesn't have to be a networking event right so uh even with what we're doing now mm -hmm. like as far as like with the financials um we met the person who taught us at a teacher party mm. it was at the yeah. end of the year teacher party yeah and then um from there uh i went to the gym with that person and she told me that she uh that she Invest. took part in invested in, in stocks and then from there she showed me a book that uh got her started we read that book and we started our own journey yeah and then we later on in life we decided to start a whole business around financial literacy yes because before that moment i didn't know that i was so passionate about financial literacy right I didn't realize that there were so many benefits to being financially literate mm -hmm. because I wasn't around people. Right. Well, at least I don't. I wasn't around people that shared. I think that's what their it is financial literacy with yeah. me. Right. 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 So for me, I felt like I had to find out on my own, and I don't feel like it's talked about enough in our community. Absolutely not. But that's why. That's the literally the reason why this is happening. Right. right. So that we can make this taboo conversation not taboo. And that comes with having intentional networks, talking about things like finances around people that feel uncomfortable so that you can say, hey, look, it's okay to talk about your finances. <laughs> hey, it's getting loud, y'all, but, you know, we are outside, so it's cool. Uh, but, yeah, that's exactly why we're doing Investors Playbook. We want to, like, we want to demystify all of the... Uh, the scary parts of, of finances, right? What people are afraid of, and even just um, remove the idea that there are so many secrets to wealth. Um, yeah, it's less about them being secrets and more about them just not being as, uh, maybe it's just not brought up to you or you just, you, know, you just don't know about it, but that comes with talking, that comes with networking, that comes with having that conversation with people. And another thing with that is, I feel like in society, it's, 
they make it as like rude or something to to ask about finances or to talk about it like yeah. oh don't tell people how yeah. much you make don't don't tell people what you're doing with your money don't right. and i feel like Moving this is silence part, and all that stuff this <laughs> is part of the, the problem yeah. like even we just had a conversation this morning with um with a former colleague well she is still a colleague um she was saying how her parents how her parent has all of these things this money set in place but the conversation was never really had with mm -hmm. her on how to do these things so it's like people are moving in silence where they don't have to where you could be empowering someone else if you're not moving in silence right yeah i think teaching people not even giving someone money is one thing right but if they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to like manage it all of that money that you worked hard for or that you built up to give to this person can like poof disappear so it's financial literacy is so important it's not just saying okay cool i have this large sum of money it's about teaching tips and practicing smart ways to handle your finances there are so many opportunities to make money with the money that you have right. and people end up just having mattress money doesn't grow it actually depreciates when you think about it mm -hmm. things are way more expensive now but that one dollar that is under the mattress is still a dollar it's worth less not worth less but it's not worthless but it's worth less than what it was when you had that money from earlier so yeah man i think teaching people um especially people you care about like this we're talking about families not really passing down information to their kids and it's possible that they weren't taught either there might be part of it too maybe the parents don't know um but that's it's so important to just kind of make sure that those conversations are had you know what i mean so yeah but networking <laughs> yeah. hey but i i really felt like uh this was a powerful one man yeah definitely a powerful one mm -hmm. um for me i feel like i i got everything yeah more events to come too i don't know what the next one is going to be but the vending was a huge, it was a great experience. So yes. we definitely want to do more of those. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I think we're good, man. Yeah. So, so as, as always, uh, y'all are appreciated. Thank you for the support. And also, you can always find us. <laughs> we try to do a podcast. <laughs> we'll wait until this boat uh, passes for, for us to uh, tell y'all where y'all can find us. So, of course, you can always find us at Investors Playbook LLC on both Instagram and YouTube. And also, listen to our podcast if you're already listening to us on YouTube. Our podcast, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. Yep. So here we go. Episode eight in the books. All right, man. We out.